Hello and welcome to Trainer Tools, a new podcast where experienced trainers share tools, tips and ideas to help make us all into better trainers. This is the first ever episode, so audio quality is not exactly what we'd like, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. And in this episode, I talked to John Kersey about one of his favourite energisers, the Tangle. So I'm here with John Kersey from Red Consultancy. Hi, John. Uh, hi there. How are you doing? Hi. Right. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. So what are you going to talk to us about today? Um, we're going to tell you about uh, an energizer that um, I use occasionally. That's um, it's really good actually because it's it's a it's a very good energizer to get people going after after lunch and things. Um, but it also has some really good uh, learning in it as well with regards to communication, with regards to leadership skills, um, with regards to uh, um, uh, problem solving. It sort of encompasses everything. So you can use it as a quick bit of fun if you want to, or you can use it as actually a, a good learning tool as well. So what's it called? Well, I call it the Tangle. Okay. Well, I like the name. I'm just okay. going to ask you first, though. Um, because sometimes when I'm doing training, I'm a little bit nervous about whether or not I should do an energizer because I'm yeah. not quite sure of the sort of dynamic of the room. And I'm thinking, how will they react if I do an energizer? Do you have any kind of golden rule or tips about when you will take the risk, if you like, and yeah. go for go for the more playful energizer thing and when you'll yeah. kind of avoid it? Well, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I'm I'm one of those trainers that very rarely uses them, very rarely. Um, and I know a lot of trainers use them you know after break and after lunch and you know use them all the time as either because they think it's fun or they think they need it um, I think if the trainings delivered well enough then they're not necessarily needed um, however if if I've been running say a two or three day program and it's quite heavy and you may be at the second day and it's after lunch and if you've got something um, let's say like uh, the, the next session is a heavy session then I'll use something like this to liven them up just before we get into into the session. So if anything happens with timings whereby uh, your timings go slightly out so you're not starting with something exciting after lunch um, and it turns out you've got to get into something heavy then I'll use it then to lighten the mood. Okay. Um, okay. But that's about it really, yeah. So sort of on the longer courses and pre-heavy stuff, yes. pre-heavy lifting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I think that's quite an individual thing, and I always think I should do more of them and be a little bit more courageous in that. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to hear your your views there. So let's get into the tangle then. How uh, okay. how are you going to explain this? Well, I'll I'll start with how many we can do it with, uh, and then I'll explain a bit about how to set it up and what sort of the objective is, uh, and then what we can get either in. If it's just a bit of fun, that's sort of the end of it. If it's if it's you want it as a learning opportunity as well, and tie it back into something you've covered earlier, then I'll explain how you can do that as well. Okay, so we've got how many it's for. We've got mm -hmm. how to set it up. Actually, how it runs when it runs, mm -hmm. and then lastly, what learning we can take away from it. Yes, that's right. So yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with number one. How many mm -hmm. do we run it for? Okay. Well, um, the minimum number is six. Um, now it can run with eight, um, but eight does make it a little bit more difficult. But in essence, it's six. So any numbers of six, um, in terms of the actual exercise itself, 
Um, if I have eight, then what I tend to do is I have six in the tangle, and I'll use two to uh, communicate how to get out of the tangle. Right, uh, okay. <laughs> and this needs some explaining, this not <laughs> Yeah, it does. So, if... Um, yeah, let, me, let me try that one again. Um, so, in the actual... Uh, you, you need a minimum of six people to get tangled up, and then, in a perfect situation, you'd have one or two people to help them untangle themselves. Right. So I have run it with sort of 13 or 14 before, where I've had two groups of six, and they're in the tangle, and then uh, one person with each group to help them untangle themselves. Okay, and so you... the, the tangle itself must be mm -hmm. six. Must be six. Well, six or eight. Or multiples of um, six. Yes, or multiples of six. You can do it with eight, but it does get a little bit difficult with eight. But it can be done with eight. You definitely couldn't do it with ten, and four you can't do it with either. Right, okay, but it has to be an even number then. I guess this, this will become clearer as you explain it, won't it? Yes, it will, yes. I, it I'm will. hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> In my mind, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, let, let's, let's untangle it for us. Okay, eh? yeah. Yeah. Ah, I and, like it. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so multiples of two, ideally six, eight, we can get away with, and yeah. any odd numbers have to observe or sort of uh, be, in a, right. be be external to the actual tangle. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So let's move on to the second bit, which is about how we actually set it up. Then. Yeah. Okay. So um, you've got a minimum of of uh, let's say we had a group of seven people, because you need a minimum of six in the um, in the tangle itself. So you've got six people, or let's say you've got seven people, and I ask for one volunteer without telling them what's going to happen. So generally speaking, everybody hates to volunteer, but what they don't realise is the one who does volunteer has the easy job. You, you take uh, sadistic pleasure in this, don't you? See the <laughs> look on your face. Of <laughs> well, even then you see, because they're learning there, because afterwards you can say, right, why didn't you want to volunteer? And then, of course, you get all the things about being anxious and everything comes from that. And then you can say, well, the person who volunteered actually had the best job. Um, so what might that be like back in the real world? If you volunteered for more things, um, how might that increase your opportunities? So even that uh, single thing on its own is, is a nice little learning opportunity. So you, you've got one volunteer and you've got the other six lined up. And you ask the six to stand in a circle facing each other. So you've got the six people, and they're stood in a circle, and then you ask them to raise their left hand. So they raise their left hand, absolutely, and uh, and then you ask them to hold the left hand of the person opposite them. So okay. you end up sort of like a, a human teepee, almost, because they've all got their hand in the air, and they hold the hand of the person opposite them. You then tell them to uh, to raise their right hand and to hold anybody else's hand other than the person whose hand they're already holding. Did that make sense? Yes. So you've now got a, a group of people in a circle and they're holding left hand and right hand and they're completely tangled. Um, actually I should point out just before I get them to do this um, I explain some health and safety rules. So the health and safety rules are um, uh, you're not allowed to let go of anybody's hand at any point unless a bone is about to break right. um, yeah. and so if uh, if you feel that, that something's going to happen and you might be in, in some serious pain then you can let go yeah. um, you'd, have be, you'd have to be seriously pedantic to stick to the rules at that point <laughs> <wouldn't> <laughs> you'd be surprised you know. some of the 
Sorry, Bone poking out the skin. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so so you explain that. Also, just from a uh, modesty perspective, if there are any young ladies in the group and they're wearing a skirt, um, then, uh, again, that could be problematic because they're going to be stepping over each other's arms. Um, so I might explain that as well. So then the aim of, or the objective is to, without letting go they have to untangle themselves and what will happen is they will end up in a bigger circle holding hands some will be facing in and some will be facing out and really? so what they have really yeah, always 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 uh, i've never had it not happen and the only way i think it won't happen is if you end up holding the hand of the person you were already holding hands with with your right yeah. hand as well yeah. But as long as you're only holding one person's left hand and one person's right hand, that's how it will work out. So everybody is in a circle, and some will be facing in, some will be facing out. And so they can talk to each other, and the person who's on the outside of the tangle can guide them. And what they end up doing is some will be raising their hands, and the others will all walk through like an arch sort of thing. Sometimes they'll um, move their hands down to the floor, and people will have to step over. And after a while, as they start to untangle, they'll get to a point where, um, a little bit like in a military wedding, you know when they hold hands over the top and the bride and groom walk through, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they end up like that, so everybody sort of walks through in a train, and then they can then get themselves untangled. So that's the objective. I'm absolutely fascinated by the fact that they always end up in a circle. I just, yeah. I, I, need, to, I need to get the concept of this to... Uh, yeah. I need, to, I need to sort of pen this out on a bit of paper or something yeah. and, and work yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, when you get back to the office, um, get the guys, because uh, if, um, if you've got six of you there, uh, then you could get them to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think when next time I'm training, whether I can like crowbar this in to kind of just test out your theory. <laughs> I'd practice it first before you did it live. Um, right. So I'd just get six people together and just practice it first so you've got your own patter. So you've got your your six people, um, and this is what I mean. It needs to six is the perfect number. Uh, it won't work with four because it's too easy. And eight, you've got eight people, um, and because they're all holding hands, they end up being incredibly jam packed in. So it's quite hard to do with eight. But I have done it with eight, and it has worked. But six is the ideal number. So if you imagine you've got your six people, yeah, they've raised their left hand, they've held the hand of the person opposite them. They've raised their right hand and they've held anybody else's hand. Uh, and then between them, the observer and those six, they've managed to get themselves out of the tangle without letting go. And they're now in a circle, some facing in and some facing out. Um, there'll be some quite a bit of euphoria and they'll clap because they've achieved it. If you've got, say, you had 14 people and you had two groups of six with two observers, then there's a bit of competition going on there as well. Who can do it first? How, how, um, it, how long would that take to to untangle those? Um, I've I've generally speaking, it'll take a few minutes, not very long. Um, I have had it with one group where I did it with eight. Um, there were two groups of eight. One of them got it, but the other one just it just was getting they were getting completely stuck, um, and so I, I took the decision then to allow them one person to let go and then let one person through sort of thing and then reconnect 
um, because otherwise it would have gone on and on and on and it would have lost the impact. So um, as they were struggling, I just said, okay, uh, I'll let you release one hand but one hand only and you decide. So then they have a bit of a think about it. That refocuses their energy. They decide which hand they're going to let go. They reconnect the other side of the individual that was in the way and then they carried on. Um, but I've only ever had to do that once or twice. Generally speaking, it, it's over in sort of uh, maybe three or four minutes, something like that. Okay, so it's fairly quick. Yes, fairly quick. Um, and then from a learning point, you can either stop there if you want to, and then you'll go back to your seats and you carry on with your session. And it's been an energizer, so their blood's flowing and so on. It's for just just to recap where we are so far. So uh-huh. it's for six people ideally, with an observer making seven. That's the yeah. ideal, or multiples of six or seven. Yeah. Um, the objective is to untangle themselves. Yeah. And we know, and they don't, that they will form this circle. Yeah. Some people facing and some people out when they do untangle themselves. Well, I actually tell them that. I say, oh. uh, uh, yeah, I say, right, we're about to begin. And what will happen is um, you should end up in a circle holding hands, some facing in and some facing out, so they can see what their objective is. Oh, okay, right. right. It, it would, I thought I mean, that was kind of like a surprise ending. Ah, right, no. Um, in, in ter- if, if you, I mean, you could do it that way. You're more sadistic than I am. Um, <laughs> you could do it that way. Uh, I think the difficulty, although it would be quite a good learning, actually, thinking about it, um, is, you know, what would life be like with no objective? So you could use it like that. I've always told them so they've got an objective to aim for and they can visualise how they should be looking at the end. So the and objective is the circle? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. But, well, it's to untangle themselves. The circle is is what's left after the right. untangle. And yeah. we're um, um, we're being we're being careful about broken bones and saying don't don't let yeah. go unless obviously there's pain and agony involved. Be Absolutely. careful of people. Be careful of people that may be wearing skirts or you know otherwise yeah. uh, potentially exposed. Yes. And That's then it. three or four minutes. Well, first of all, it's the left left hands up. Forming, yeah. this, forming this TP in the centre of holding hands with the person in front of them. Yeah. And then the right hand has to be anybody else. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right, okay. And then from a learning point of view afterwards, so you can either stop there, and that's just a bit of fun, or if you want to use it as a learning, um, then we can go through who volunteered and why. Uh, then we can say, right, what were your initial thoughts when you were lined up? You know, were you looking forward to it? Were you thinking it would be fun? There's normally some people that will go, well, I didn't know what we were doing, so I didn't like it. You can tie that back to learning style. So your pragmatist always needs to know why. Um, so, And then your activist is just going, hey, this will be fun. Yeah, so you can let's just get on with at, it. Exactly. So you can look at that from a working environment. Um, you can look at how do they support each other. So did the activists actually slow down a bit? And, and explain to the pragmatists, you know, it's okay, come along with us, it'll be all right sort of thing. Um, you can relate that back to work because that never happens or very rarely happens in a working environment. Then you can talk about communication. So when they're all trying to say, well, look, why don't you go under my arm? Why don't you go around the back of me? Why don't you step over here? There's no uh, formalization, there's no plan. Um, there's a lot of difficulty in terms of understanding because you can't use your hands to communicate then everybody's sort of nodding and going why don't you put your hand under there and why don't you go over there and trying to gesticulate just with their heads so (laughs) you can tie that back into the three V's of uh, uh, visual, vocal and verbal so what's it like to communicate without your hands literally literally their hands tied they couldn't actually um, yeah that's interesting 
Yeah. Then you can use the uh, the observer. So, what was it like for the observer? And if you've got an activist as an observer, it's quite funny because if they don't get it in the first couple of minutes, they get bored. And of course, if they get bored, they end up just standing there and letting the group sort themselves out. So, again, there's learning there as well. Then there's from a leadership point of view. So, what's it like leading a team that's in a tangle? Um, how can they get them out of a tangle? How can they use their abilities? And you can tie it all in really to leadership, to communication, to problem solving, to all sorts of things. Um, so it can be like quite a good learning opportunity as well. Other times you found that it's worked particularly well? I think really the best times uh, from an, uh, an effective perspective is when you've got two groups um, because then there's an added bit of competition and of course they keep looking across at the other group to see how they've done it and see if they can copy them. Um, so again, there's a learning thing there in terms of how often do you share information at work. Um, of course, if one group finishes first, then what do they do? They're normally patting each other on the back and happy that they've won. Um, very rarely do they go over to the second group and say, well, we did this, why don't you try it? So again, there's a really great learning there in terms of silo working as opposed to you know shared information, shared knowledge working. So that works particularly well when you've got two groups. Do you actually set it up as a competition if there's two groups, or is the competition just implied? Um, it's just implied. Um, very rarely do we have budget big enough to to um, have a prize. So, um. <laughs> but I found that quite interesting. If you actually say to people, "Right, there are two groups. Here's the objective," mm. and they automatically slip into competition mode. Yeah. And uh, the and celebrate their victory. And if you if you word the objective cleverly enough. You can hide the fact that you're not the the, the objective is that you both finish, yeah. And therefore, the fact that you finished, celebrated, and went off to get a coffee, yeah, meant that you know, we didn't achieve our objective. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? You can sort of the, the, when the competition's implied, and you can you can uh, and the actual the objective is you all finish. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's a great uh, a great way of doing that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it is a competition. Whoever does it fastest only because um, w when you see it in action you'll know what I mean it could become dangerous people might start taking risks and jumping over each other and things like that so um, you need to keep quite tight control on both groups and make sure if you have got a few mavericks that they don't go jumping around and throwing people around trying to do it quickly yeah so you have that... the break and bones issue again isn't it exactly yeah yeah, yeah. which is never good for as an energizer <laughs> no, no it doesn't tend to work so well <laughs> And are there any times when you suggest not using it or when it hasn't uh, worked for you? Yeah. Um, in terms of not using it, um, I tend not to use it if I've got sort of very senior management um, because generally speaking, the senior management are uh, quite energised themselves already anyway and they're quite happy to get in, get stuck in, get learning, learn a theory, practice it. Um, so they don't necessarily tend to need energizers so much. Also, from a cultural perspective, um, depending on what country I'm working in, then there may be some cultural issues with um, holding the hands, uh, whether that be male, female, etc. Plus, when we think of um, cultural issues in terms of national dress, that kind of thing. So it may not be appropriate in some countries um, for for those reasons. Actually, the only other time actually where um, uh, I wish I hadn't used it was when I did have two teams of eight. Um, and eight is quite a tough, it's only ever happened once, but it is quite a tough number 
um, because you've got a lot of people holding hands and one team just couldn't get it. Um, and so from it being a, a positive energizer, um, the team that didn't get it were very disappointed that they couldn't quite get it. Um, and so then trying to re-motivate them for the next session was quite difficult. We still used it, it was still some really good learning um, because then we used the fact of how disappointed were they feeling and what impact could that have on the rest of the day. Um, so we did motivate them back up again, uh, but it was just a bit of a shame that it happened. That's interesting, that's a, a, a very creative way to use the fact that it may have had a negative impact. Mm. You know, yeah. How has me demotivating you just impacted the rest of your training? <laughs> yeah. I, I've yeah. used that. I did it on purpose <laughs> to show you. Exactly. Yeah. Everything I do in a training session is always done on purpose. But that um, that's the same example you mentioned earlier about the the team that didn't get it and you had to let them unhook their hands. Is that mm. correct? So that's only happened once you said. So and I don't yeah. was that predictable or was it again just better to stick with six than eight? Um, no, I mean I've used eight quite a number of times. Um, it's just it is just quite tough because uh, if if you think if you've got six people holding hands, you can imagine how tight that tangle is. Well, you put another two people into that, that tangle is then very tight. So there's actually not much room for them to manoeuvre to be able to move under each other's arms and step across and so on. Um, so it is quite tough. So what sort of feedback have you had from delegates who've who've been through the tangle? Yeah, um, well, they uh, they all love it, actually. I've never had any negative feedback on it at all. Um, they've all enjoyed it. They think it's fun. Uh, I've even had quite a few that have listed it on their, on the uh, feedback sheets at the end that they really enjoyed that exercise. And although uh, the, the bit I like is they're a bit more sort of, you know, really happy or, or maybe even euphoric when they've completed the exercise. And then when you start talking about the relation to work, then they then start to think. And that's quite good. So you have the happy, and then you have actually, even though that was a bit of fun, there's still a lot of learning in it. And then they start to think, yeah, we don't do this at work, or we do do that at work. Um, and it starts to embed some of the things that we'd previously done in the course. Okay, well, thanks very much for that, John. That sounds like um, a really good energizer, and perhaps I'll be a bit more courageous and use that in the future. Mm-hmm. I know I've got some team building sessions that I've got to facilitate coming up, so I might try and work that in if I can get the numbers to work Mm -hmm. so thank you very much and just remind everybody where you're from Um, well my organization is called Red Consultancy Um, if you'd like to have a look at us online it's www.redconsultancy.biz and that's Um, B-I-Z and yeah we cover anything really to do with uh, people skills really business skills so uh, there's leadership development one-to-one coaching and then skills around things like performance management presentation skills influencing that kind of thing anything really to do with people and communication right okay well thank you for that and I can say I've been in a course with John and he's he's a very good trainer so which is why I asked him to be on this so I can vouch for you yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> although we didn't although we didn't do the tangle and I'm now feeling a little no. short-changed so. <laughs> well, I tell you what. If that other course comes off and I come back over, I'll do it for you then. Great. Okay. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Well, there we go. That was the first ever Trainer Tools podcast. We hope you found it useful and enjoyable. Please check us out online at trainer-tools.com and subscribe to the podcast by whatever system you use. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.